You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Do you dream of a trip on points and miles to French Polynesia? White sand, turquoise water, and overwater bungalows are the makings of an idyllic vacation. Come along as we revisit our points and miles trip to Bora Bora. Welcome to the Travel Hacky Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam. I'm also Alex's mom. And we are Travel Hacking Moms. Today, Jess isn't here with us because she's off on her own adventures, using points and miles, of course. But Alex and I are here to share our Bora Bora trip from November of last year. When I first decided that I wanted to travel using points and miles, one of the places I wanted to go to more than anywhere else was Bora Bora. I just kept thinking about those overwater bungalows and the the white beaches and the turquoise blue water. That was just the thing that I really wanted to do. And I had a hotel in mind, and I'm not even sure why this was a hotel that I just knew I had to stay at. And that was the Conrad Bora Bora. So one of the first things when I started getting points and miles is I started getting some cards from Hilton, American Express cards, that would earn me those points. And I've never, ever used them. I've just saved them for when I could book Bora Bora. I had the same thoughts, Mom, as you. Like, my thoughts have always been, I actually haven't opened any Hilton cards, but I was always thinking once I get Hilton cards, I'm saving them either for the Hilton Conrad Bora Bora or the Hilton Conrad Maldives. So we're on the same page with that. They're both just like very sought after properties, kind of like those bucket list destinations and those like really fancy hotels you want to use your points at. Yeah, Conrad Bora Bora, well, not just the Conrad Hilton hotels, both in Bora Bora and in Maldives and probably anywhere in the world have an amazing reputation. And so they're just really kind of bucket list or aspirational hotels that you'd like to stay at at least once in your life. Unfortunately, they go for a pretty penny or you could say a pretty penny in points and they're not cheap. So I actually had saved up a lot of points and I'd looked and looked. And every time that I looked, And at the time that I was looking, a standard room was going for 95K a night. Right now, that has gone up to 120K a night, but I was looking for that 95K nights, and I just had a lot of trouble finding it. Hold on one second. I have to interrupt you, Mom, because I know people are going to say, 95,000 a night, and we're talking in points. So it's 95,000 points a night was the old price, and now it's 120,000 points per night, not cash. (laughs) Sorry, you guys. Sorry, listeners. I talk in points and miles so much. Well, we all do. It's so interchangeable. When I say 95K, I'm always meaning points, but I'm sure I... No, we get some messages every now and then where people are like, what? You spend that much money? We're like, no, no, no. Sorry. It's in points. Yeah. And I'm probably the number one offender of doing that. So 
if I'm ever speaking and it sounds crazy, think about points versus dollars. But even in points, that's quite a few points. So one night I was just kind of scrolling through and I was scrolling through some of um, other bloggers, other travel hackers. And someone mentioned that there was good availability at the Conrad Bora Bora for 95K. And I was so excited. So I started looking and I would find something and I'd get ready to book it. And then there would be a problem. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to wait till tomorrow. I'm going to finish this tomorrow. This is, I'm getting tired. I want to go to sleep. And something just kept telling me, just stick with it, Pam. And so I did. I eventually was able to figure out a booking. And let me tell you, I was so glad I stuck with it. The next morning after I had booked my stay, I looked to see availability and it was gone, gone in a flash. So a take-home moment here message is that if you find something good, don't wait on it. And especially if you're looking like booking something like the Conrad Bora Bora, if you hear about a mistake fair, you don't want to wait till the morning to book those things. Push past that tiredness and book it while you can because it could be gone. And the nice thing too is when you book these things, most of the time, if your plans end up not working out, you can cancel and get your points back. That's one of the reasons why we love booking with points so much. So just even if you're not sure, snag those availability dates when you find them and then figure out the logistics later. <laughs> exactly. Now, actually, with this booking, I had enough, not quite enough points for the four nights. And the thing with... Well, Mom, do you mind really quick telling, like, how many cards or how had you gotten the Hilton points? Maybe. I had gotten them through the Hilton Honors Card, through the Hilton Surpass through a Hilton business, and my husband had gotten those points also. I've never gotten the Hilton Aspire yet, um, so that's down the road, but that's pretty much what I had done. The nice thing about Hilton is that if you book four nights, the fifth night is free. Now, I can't remember if I'd used some points, but evidently at this point, I didn't have quite enough to do four nights. And that's part of what took me a little bit of time when I was thinking about not completing my booking until the morning is I had to buy probably 20, 30,000 points so that I could would have enough to add with the points that I had earned on my credit card so that I could book four nights and get that fifth night free. And I did not want to lose out on that capability. When you did that, was there a promo going on, mom, where you got like bonus points? Yeah, there was. I was really fortunate because I would have done it no matter what, because getting to stay that extra night would have been worth it. But I was lucky enough that there was a promo. And so oftentimes hotels, uh, even um, hotels or airlines will let you buy points or miles and they'll give you a promo, like um, if you buy um, so many points, we'll give you 50% in addition to that free. And so that was kind of the type of promo that I had. I can't remember exactly what promo it was, but it was good enough that I only had to buy just, you know, maybe 20,000 points, you know. And so it worked out really well. It didn't cost me very much at all. One thing I want to know about that is buying points 
is sometimes a really great deal. Like in your scenario, like it worked out really great. Other times it is not a good idea. So just for a message, if you're thinking about buying points, I think it's a great idea to have a redemption in mind so you know how you're going to be using those points and doing the math to figure out, okay, is it cheaper if I book this hotel in cash or buy the points? Because you don't want to spend more money in points than it would just cost you to just book it. So always do the math when you're looking to buy points. Exactly. And sometimes when you just get started out in travel hacking and you don't have a lot of points, it is worthwhile and you're planning to go somewhere you don't, you're going to have to pay cash. Look and see if there is a great deal or a promo and just kind of do the math like Alex said and see if it will save you enough uh, money that it's worth to buy the points and then book with that. Because sometimes, sometimes that does work, but you really do have to have a promo going for that to be worthwhile. So I was able to book the Conrad Bora Bora. I booked five nights. I paid for four at 95K a night. And then I started thinking, well, who shall I take with me? And Alex was a lucky girl. So we just, <laughs> I remember you called me the next morning. You said, you're not going to believe what I just did. And I said, what? And she, you were like so excited. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Because like we know this is a harder property to find availability. And she was like, I don't know who to take. I, my, as a the background information, my dad isn't, this isn't his idea of how he likes to travel. He would get bored on a being kind of on a deserted island. So I told him, I'm like, you have to take me so we can like, um, you know, talk about it on the blog and I can Instagram about it. And so by default, maybe I was the lucky one who got to go with her. Yeah, it worked out really nice. And then we also, because the rooms would sleep three, we asked um, one of my daughters if she wanted to go. And incidentally, her birthday was going to be over the time. And so it was just the perfect combination. Now, when you stay at a Hilton hotel, the resorts and fees aren't waived. So we did have to pay um, a little bit in that. And it does cover some things like, you know, bikes and some non-motorized um, water um, activities like kayaks and paddleboards and stuff like that. So that is one of the things that's a little bit of a bummer. And the I thought the craziest thing that they did, Alex, didn't you think it was just so nuts? They charged me $150 a night to make up the futon that was already sitting there to put sheets on it. They put sheets on it the first night and we used the same sheet and they just would make it when they cleaned the room each day, but it was $150. You would just do like a turn down service. Yes. And, and so that, yes. that was a little messed up, but you know. With well, and the thing is too, it's not even like they have to you know, a lot of times you'll have a sofa bed where the bed comes out and they have to pull it open. And this was like just they put a sheet on the futon. <laughs> they didn't have to like make anything besides putting sheets on it. So that was kind of interesting. So I think that for us was kind of like, oh, this is going to be expensive. <laughs> Even with points, they're going to find way you're going to be spending money on things you're probably not expecting, maybe. Exactly. So we flew into, to get there, we flew into Tahiti, 
And we met actually in San Francisco and then uh, flew United, all of us, into Tahiti. So you fly into, is it Papite? I'm not sure about my pronunciation, but that's where we where we fly into. And from there, you take a, another flight to get into Bora Bora. So you do have to count on an additional cost for that. And I believe, Alex, that was around $300 a person for the round-trip ticket there. Is that about right? Yeah, it was between 3 and 4 maybe around 350 Right. And so another thing is, too, that flight, at least in our case, and from, from what it, yeah, at least in our case, the flight got in late at night. And so there were no other flights headed to Bora Bora. So we had to stay the night in Tahiti. So you'll have to consider that, too, depending on what time your flight gets in. Yeah, we stay use points and miles to stay at a Hilton in um, Tahiti. We stayed there a couple nights thinking we were going to get the true Tahiti experience, too. But basically, it was just an airport hotel. But it was a, it was a nice stopover. Um, once you get to Bora Bora, the hotels meet you on a boat and they take you to the hotel. And so that was really exciting. It was very, very easy to find the the boat that you go to. They were there. Yeah, the airport is so yeah. small. There's not a lot of hotels in Bora Bora. And so each hotel had its own little stand. I mean, it, it couldn't be it, easier. So if you're worried about that, you don't need to worry about a thing there. It is very simple, and they make it really easy Exactly. So we got on our boat, really nice boat. And when we got there, everybody was standing there from the hotel um, to welcome us. It was very welcoming. We got nice washcloths, nice drinks, and were assigned a concierge to tell us about the resort and take us to our hotel room. And so that worked out really good. One of the things that was really nice is that um, I am a, a Hilton Gold Elite member because of my American Express Platinum card. And so we had asked if we could get an upgrade to an overwater villa. And they were kind enough that they did say that our last night we could get a free upgrade. And so that was really fun. Yeah. One thing I want to add to that is when we asked them, so you had actually emailed them beforehand and they said, oh, you know, we'll do what we can and to kind of follow up when we got there. And so you did. And at first they said, oh, we're really sorry. We don't have any availability. And then we said, well, if something becomes available, we don't mind moving rooms. So I think that's an important thing to add. If you are hoping to get an upgrade and there's nothing available, let them know that you are fine to move rooms because it is very, very worth it. We loved getting to experience that over Water Villa for our last night. Yeah, and our, the rooms, both rooms were pretty similar. The one was just over the water, huge rooms, gigantic bathrooms. Um, yeah. Just they, they were really, really nice. Which to me makes the $150 a night stay for them to make up the bed even more funny because the room is really big too. Like there's plenty of room for three people to stay in these rooms. They're very large. Right. With with huge um, verandas and porches outside and outdoor furniture and they're just really nice. The view is just gorgeous. Now, I remember Alex was... Uh, she. She liked uh, the view wasn't quite as nice to Alex because she likes an open view. 
you get the view of the overwater villas. Now, I was kind of just the opposite. I was like, oh, I love seeing the villas. It just adds to the magic of it. Um, but it was it was just beautiful. Our our weather was a little iffy. We had a little bit of rain here and there, but it didn't stop us at all. We had plenty of sunshine and had just a really nice time. So, Alex, ta- why don't you tell us about the breakfasts that we got? Because I'm a, a, a platinum elite, we got free breakfast, and so we had free breakfast buffet every day. Yeah. So the nice thing about the breakfast is technically it's just for two adults, but they you know, let each of us have it every day. So that, and there was three of us. So that was nice. The breakfast um, had a variety of things to choose from. One, they, so they had a crepe station. They had eggs. So you could choose from like scrambled or hard boiled. Omelets weren't an option. You had to pay extra for those. And they had fruit and oatmeal, bacon, hash browns, lo- lots of variety. Um, one thing that was different, though, is they did, in addition, have another menu where you could pay to order a few more things like an omelet. And that was, I didn't love that as much. We had just been, as my mom said, to another Hilton Tahiti at the airport, which is, was a really nice Hilton. Even though it's an airport hotel, it had a nice feel to it. The breakfast there was amazing. It was definitely not like your typical continental breakfast. And I find myself found myself being like, I thought the breakfast at the Hilton Tahiti Airport Hotel was better than the one at the Hilton Conrad, where you would expect the opposite because it's the Hilton Conrad. It's really fancy. So that was my only thing. I felt like there was just maybe missing a couple of things like having made-to-order omelets. It was kind of funny. We would laugh, too. They had fresh fruit, which was really good. Um, but they would have it in these bowls that were like the size of a cereal bowl for each fruit. And so then you'd go to get some. And if there had been three people ahead of you in line, then the fruit was gone. So the workers were just constantly having to refill. And they did a really great job at it. But we just kind of thought that was funny because it's like, oh, the fruit's already gone. Maybe put it in a bigger bowl so people don't have to fill it up quite as much. But, you know, you know, you know, it's a great, oh, you're having a great time when that's your complaint is the bowls are too small for the fruit. Exactly. <laughs> and their pastry was in. Day. They had yeah, they had the pastry pastries. section, and I fell in love with what do they call Queen of Mons or something. And I was <laughs> oh my goodness, I gained weight on that on those. It was it was incredible. So so it was a really good breakfast. We kind of all felt that I think the strangest thing about food there that they didn't do a very good job telling you beforehand is that you've got to have reservations uh, for most of the restaurants. So we get there the first night and try to go somewhere. And everybody wants to know where if we've had reservations. Well, we just got there. We don't know about reservations. And so we were lucky that first night that they did finally seat us in this one area but that was also an interesting experience because when we got there, they did not want to seat us. No. <laughs> they said, do you have reservations? And we said, no, we literally just got here a couple hours ago. And they said that they were full and more people were coming. But we said, well, ba- basically, we convinced them to let us sit and eat. And we ate really quickly. We're not the kind of people that are going to linger there. And maybe they're worried we're going to be hanging out there all night but we ate and we got on our way but while we were there they closed like nobody else came to eat (laughs) so that was it was kind of an interesting situation where we'd go to the restaurants and they're 
every time or we would call to ask for reservations, say, oh, we're full. But then we'd go up to the reservations and there's hardly anyone there. So my advice would be if you're wanting to go here, I would try to make your reservations before you even leave for your trip, because that was kind of frustrating to all of us when you're you go so far and you pay so much money or in our case points and you're staying at a really, really nice place and you can't get dinner reservations. So that to me is something that they probably should try to figure out and make a little bit better because if I was paying thousands and thousands of dollars to stay there that would have been a really frustrating thing in addition to that the food is really expensive exactly and the portions in some of the places were really small the the place we went to one place one of the most expensive places and literally the it was like a piece of steak that was about two inches wide and and three inches in length. It was like, seriously? I paid $80 for this piece of meat? So it was good, but it wasn't that good. So be prepared to spend some money for for eating there. Yeah, that's why, you know, when you have that free breakfast, (laughs) eat up. Exactly. (laughs) Enjoy your breakfast while you can. Exactly. One of the things we really did like that we thought that they did really well was activities. So we did several activities. Um, We got on the kayaks, um, Casey and I did, my other daughter, and we rode those. We were going to paddleboard, but I saw a girl fall off and cut herself pretty good. So we didn't do that. But um, they have bikes that are just all over the resort, and you can just pick one up and ride all over. And we did that and enjoyed that. And Alex, talk about the spa, because the spa was great. Oh, I will in just a second, but a couple more activities we did is they did have morning yoga, and that was nice, or in a stretching class, and these are all complimentary, and then they also have a nice fitness center, so we went there one day when it was raining, um, and they also, we did a, what is it called, Mom, the leaf? Oh, you did the, the braiding, yes. Yeah, we did leaf braiding, so we made these, my sister and I made headbands, and then the the guy that was teaching the class, he later on brought us a hat that somebody you what you they want you hope hope you will do is do the free class and then pay to make something like bigger like a hat or a purse um but we we just did the Brady hat the headband class but he was really nice and brought us a hat that some other guests had left like had checked out and left their hat in their room so that was kind of fun and yeah we really enjoyed those classes we saw other people doing making um like flower crowns that was a paid one but there's a lot of activities to do there. I don't feel like you would get bored. I know some people worry about going to a small island like that and worrying about getting bored. There's great snorkeling there. There's also a boat that will take you from the hotel, a little water taxi that will take you from the hotel to the mainland or the main island there. Um, we didn't do that just because, like my mom said, we had some rain. And so when we didn't have rain, we wanted to just enjoy being outside at the resort, but that is an option too that I think um, I've heard people really enjoy doing. But then the spa, yes, the spa is incredible. And even if you don't go get a spa treatment, you at least have to go up to the spa. It's up at the top of the resort, so it is a bit of a walk, but you, they have um, golf carts that will take you around. So just, you know, have somebody give you a ride up there at least, and you can have a really great view of the resort. And then on the other side, there's the famous mountain in Bora Bora. I don't remember what it's called, but if people are probably picturing it in their heads right now, but you have nice views of that mountain. 
And that's the only place on the resort where you can see the mountains. So if you want to go and get some amazing views, definitely go up to the spa. The spa, we did get spa treatments there and they're expensive, you know, just as you would expect at a resort like this. But I actually thought they weren't near as bad as some other resorts that I've been to. We went to California this summer, my family, and stayed at the Seabird Resort. And the resort or the massages there were much more expensive than the ones at the Hilton Conrad. So I thought for a resort massage, it wasn't too bad. Did you feel like that, Mom? Yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. And it was the view was amazing because you had your massage and then they, you know, you turn over and you sit up and the view was incredible from the room that we got the massage. And it was like, take your breath away. Beautiful. Yeah, it's nice because they put you in these little villas for your spa treatment. So they actually had my mom and I in the same one, like doing almost like a couple's massage, which we didn't sign up for, but it, it still was fine. It worked out. But my sister was in her own little villa, but it is really neat because they have the spa table that rises and then they prop it up. So then they, you know, they tell you, okay, we're done. Take off your eye mask when you're ready. And then you look, open your eyes and it's just this incredible view like my mom was saying. So highly, highly recommend going to the spa there if you end up going to Bora Bora. And I, I think that's one of the things we like most, Alex, is that we feel like we can treat ourselves. Because we've done these trips on points and miles. We're paying pennies on the dollars for these incredible experiences. So we're more apt to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a spa treatment. And that's one of the things that makes it, makes it really nice, too. Yeah, totally. So let's talk a little bit about flights. Um, most of the time when we fly somewhere, like when we've flown to the Maldives, when we fly to Europe, when we can find these incredible deals. Um, we looked and looked and we, that was where we had the most problem. And sometimes that's just how it is sometimes. Well, and I think too, the reason being is there's not as, there's not like tons and tons of airlines flying there. So you're kind of, um, stuck a little bit with your options. There are more, but if, well, you're going to probably want to get to the West coast first. So there's direct flights. We flew United out of San Francisco. So there are some other options too, if you want to for your flights. If you know United from San Francisco is not the best option for you, you can fly Air France from LAX and that's a nice direct flight option. Delta is now flying from LAX as well. And then you have Air Tahiti New, which will fly from LAX into and from Seattle. The nice thing about Air Tahiti is you can actually book those with American Airlines miles. So you would just search on the American Airlines website and you should be able to find those. And then if you're going from Hawaii, which I think this would be amazing. I think it'd be so awesome to go to Hawaii, stay in Hawaii for, you know, three or four days. And then from Hawaii, take a direct flight, direct flight on Hawaiian Airlines to Tahiti. And then you just cut your travel time down by quite a bit. So that's on my wish list to do someday. I like that idea, too. So, yes, we did find that the flights were a little bit, were definitely more expensive. Uh, we wanted to fly business class. And it was more expensive with points and miles. I actually, for one of my flights, paid cash for economy and used some plus points that my husband had and was lucky enough to get upgraded to um, business class. But it was kind of touch and go there. So sometimes people will ask us, do you just buy economy and then use points and miles to upgrade? 
We prefer if we really want to travel business class anywhere to use our points and miles and book that way. Because I was seriously touching go until the last minute did I, I thought I was going to have to travel overnight in economy plus why Alex and Casey were in business. And that was going to be so, so sad. So if you, yeah, that was for our flight home, yes, right? Yes. So if yeah. you want, Which is, that's the right eye flight. And that's the one where you're like, I need to be able to sleep. I want to rest. So yes. Yeah. So, so our uh, suggestion is if business class is really important to you, don't count on an upgrade. So one thing for one reason why we wanted to fly United is my mom and my sister have status with them. And so that flight from San Francisco worked like just made the most sense. Plus, we all have United Miles and Chase Ultimate Rewards, which transfer to United. And so when it's an option we like, especially my mom and my sister, since they have status, like to fly United. And so I got really lucky, though. My flight there, I found a saver award for 35,000 miles one way, which is a really great price from Salt Lake City to Tahiti. So that was fantastic. I booked that and I was disappointed that it was going to be an economy, but I, I was looking at the economy or the business class flights and they were 175,000 points. And I was like, there's no way I'm spending that many points for this flight. So I, like my mom said, you had, she had used your plus points. Is that what they're called, mom? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you, she'd used those for her flight there and it was confirmed pretty early that you were right. going to be able to she do that. Over, my yeah. sister had just booked business class because her and her husband have tons of miles because he travels for work. And so I was, as it was approaching, I was feeling a little sad that, oh, I'm going to be the only one in economy by my mom and my sister are in business class. And not only in business class, but they're going to be able to go to the Polaris Lounge in San Francisco, which is an amazing airport lounge, and I won't be able to go with them. So I kept looking to see like how much it would cost, like my mom was saying, to upgrade my economy flight. And it was going to be $6,000, which is ridiculous. And I think that was even more expensive than just buying the business class seat to begin with. So I just kept looking. I looked the night before the flight and it was still $6,000. And so in the morning, our my flight from Salt Lake City left really early. I woke up in the morning. It was probably 5.30 and I'm getting ready and I decide I'm going to look at the seat chart again and I'm just going to see. And the business class flight had dropped to $899. So still a big chunk of money. And I sat there and I thought, okay, am I going to do this or am I not? And I said to myself, when am I going to go to Bora Bora again? Book it. So I clicked it and I paid $900 to fly business class, which I still don't think that's terrible because 35,000 points isn't very many. Exactly. So I would have done that too. Yeah. And I, te- I actually texted my mom and my sister and I was like, oh my goodness, should I do it? And they're like, do it, do it. You can sit with us. And I will tell you, I thought that was one of my like favorite flights I've done because usually I am doing business class flights on red eyes so that I can sleep and I still enjoy them, but it was so fun to fly during the day. And I took a nap, but I didn't feel, I I don't know if you can, you probably can relate to this mom where you get on a business class flight and you're thinking, do I stay awake and enjoy it? I want to experience it. I want to eat the food. I want to watch a movie. But I also need to get some sleep and I don't want to get to my destination and be exhausted. So there's like this struggle of what to do. Totally. 
And so it was so nice to just be like, oh, I have like, what was it? An eight and a half, nine hour flight or something uh-huh. to just enjoy being in this seat. And the seat was great. I, I loved it. So I was very happy with my decision. And then coming home, I actually just booked straight into business class. I found a award redemption that wasn't terrible. So that was nice to be able to do it both ways. But it definitely can be tricky. We don't see a lot of business class flights, at least in our look, at least when we were looking, that weren't 175,000 points, which is a little crazy. Yeah. So everyone, we hope that you enjoyed hearing about our trip to Bora Bora. Even with using points and miles, it ended up being one of our most expensive trips. But it was also one of our most memorable points and miles redemptions. Now, you've heard us talk all about the Conrad Hilton. We loved it. It was a great place. But there are other hotels that you can stay at in French Polynesian. We've written a post about that, and we'll include that in the uh, show notes for you to check out some of them. Be sure and let us know if you stay at one of them. We'd like to hear about how they compare to our stay in Bora Bora at the Conrad. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.